Welcome to the Unstoppable Entrepreneur Show, 20 minutes or less of power-packed strategy to disrupt your thinking, elevate your mindset, and help you scale your sales online. I'm Kelly Roach, former NFL cheerleader and Fortune 500 executive turned eight-figure entrepreneur. Let's go. So guys, welcome back to another episode of the Unstoppable Entrepreneur Show. I am so thrilled and honored to have someone here with me today that embodies all things unstoppable. And I am so honored to have you on the show. And I know we share a love of the word unstoppable, uh, but I, I think that you certainly, Bethany, um, you embody everything that we try to teach on the show and everything that we hope to inspire people to live their lives around. And you just have this incredible story. So for those of you guys that don't know Bethany Hamilton, uh, you know, she is obviously a pro surfer uh, that had, you know, an incredible heart horrible run-in with, with a shark, right? Um, and actually lost her arm and went on to write about it, began surfing again, right? And then had a movie made about it and is now out changing people's lives and making a positive impact in the world in all different ways. So Bethany, I'm so excited to have you here. Thanks for taking the time to spend with us today. Yeah, glad to be here, Kelly. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I would love just, I mean, I just gave like a little tiny snapshot, but I would love to dig into a little bit of your journey. Like, where were you in your surfing career when all of this took place? And talk to me a little bit about like when this event happened and then, you know, kind of working through the emotions of the recovery and, and all of that. Yeah, so I was really young. Um, I was only 13 years old when I lost my arm. But kind of leading into that time, um, competitively, I was very um, talented um, at competing and surfing. And I had my sights set on becoming the best female surfer in the world. And I think living in Hawaii, it's kind of like easy to focus in on the ocean and wave riding yeah. and um, I had the support from my family and it was the summer before I lost my arm I finished second in the national championship finals and that was at the age of 13 competing against um, older women in high school age so it was kind of like very promising um, my future and and then so when I lost my arm, which was not part of the plan, um, it felt like my world had just been flipped upside down and I just didn't know what my future held. I didn't know what was possible and felt like just things were not where they were supposed to be. But I also had a like sense of peace that God was in control and I was grateful just to be alive. I knew that I could have very well died that day. And I just kind of approached moving forward with, um, let's see what's possible. Yeah, absolutely. On that day when this happened, were you out practicing? What what was going on that day when, when this happened? Yeah, I mean, I don't really talk about the day anymore, but um, yeah, it was just like any other day. And so the fact that I survived, I had lost over 60% of my blood was really um a blessing i guess and well no doubt <laughs> um yeah and then kind of moving forward i can just remember being in the hospital um thinking like oh my gosh my arm is actually gone and um this just wasn't part of the plan 
Right. And, but I think everyone deals with trauma in a different sense. And I think a lot of how we deal with trauma has to do with how we think towards um, bad things happening. Mm -hmm. I just think like so often we don't want anything bad to happen and we almost expect it not to. So then when it does, we're just like, are you like, this is not right. Like, yeah, but I was kind of raised in the sense, like in the Christian faith, um, like it's common knowledge that like in this world, you will have trouble. Like there's nothing the world's not perfect. There's going to be pain. Right. There's going to be hard times. And so when I lost my arm, it was like, well, this definitely was beyond what I could have imagined, but mm -hmm. um, I'm still here and there's still more to life. And yeah. Um, and then I got a hint of hope from a friend who was like, hey, I think you can surf with one arm. And he had been through something similar to me. And he, um, yeah, just kind of got things sparking in the direction of like thinking beyond my own imagination, so to say. Yeah. That's amazing. When did you, so when did you get back on a surfboard again? And then where did it go from there? Like, talk to me a little bit about like the journey forward from yeah. the recovery point and then kind of the path that you're on today. Yeah. So of course there was a lot to figure out in life, um, just doing everything with one arm. Um, so it was a, a journey for sure. But I started surfing less than a month later. I don't know why I was in such a big hurry. <laughs> Um, but I think there's that like young resilience in me yes. and like that need to like get back to normal life. Yeah. And so I was so happy to get back in the ocean. And um, I think my fear of not surfing was greater than my fear of sharks. So um, my focus was more of like, let's see if I can do this. And it just started like a life of adapting and yeah. doing things just a little bit differently. And, um, you know, I knew how to surf, but it was figuring out how to do it with one arm and making all these subtle adjustments, which in a year's time, like I could paddle out pretty confident, like, and feel good about whatever was thrown my way. Um, really amazing. So, yeah. Yeah. And then, and then kind of, Walk me through a little bit of like, what was your journey of kind of deciding like what direction you wanted to go next and kind of what you're doing with your career today? Like talk to me a little bit about the path forward. Yeah, I think I I definitely recognized at a young age that um, I think because the way my parents raised me, I realized that there is people around the world that had more need than I did. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I lived, even though my parents like worked really hard and we are pretty low income sort of family, um, I saw just like their hard work and their um, kind of sacrifice for their family um, living here in Hawaii. And, you know, both of my parents had multiple jobs at a time, um, yet they still gave me and my brothers a lot of their time. Um, so, but that being said, like around Christmas time, my mom would, um, you know, we would put money to buy people a goat or a well um, during that time. And like my mom would explain to me, like there's people that don't have clean yeah. water or they don't have food. So I knew that there was a world of need. Um, and so after I lost my arm, I was like, well, maybe something good will come from this. Um, 
And then once I started surfing, like the world just went crazy. Um, my story was very like world news. Um, I remember. Yeah. Yeah, it was wild how publicized it was. Um, And so that kind of led to like young people writing letters like, I saw that you could surf again. Now I'm going to do my version of surfing again. And so that spark of like, wow, I can bring hope to other people. Um, Even though I didn't like necessarily want the spotlight or want to be the center of attention, I saw the beauty in that. Um, young Such people opportunity to impact others in, yeah. in a good way. Yeah. So definitely in my teen years, I, I wasn't like, yeah, let's go inspire the world. I was just kind of doing yeah. me and um, things just kind of fell into place, like writing my book. It's funny because I was so young and immature that my reason for writing the book was so I didn't have to tell people my story. They could just go read it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. writing the book that kind of backfired because then I went on like a book tour. Oh um, yeah, absolutely. It turned into everything. I, I didn't right? get it. Yeah, um, yeah. But over time, I matured and just saw the beauty in sharing my story and storytelling, and then that led to making my feature film, Soul Surfer, and um, eventually, more recently, I made a documentary called Unstoppable. Um, so it's been just such a beautiful journey to be able to inspire people and um, encourage people through their lows and um, to remind them that they can get back on the horse or get back on the waves I love of it. life. And um, yeah, I'm just honored to be where I'm at today. That's really, really cool. So with your new documentary, the Unstoppable Documentary, um, what what is it like? Can you can you tell a little bit about it, and then can you tell people where they can go check it out? Is yeah, it for sure. Is it released now? Yeah, so okay. it's been okay. out for like a year. Um, okay. It was kind of sad because once you see the film, you'll be like, oh my gosh, you'll probably love it. Um, but it released about a year ago, and like our release didn't do too well. Um, it's harder to market documentaries, I would say. Um, and we didn't have quite the right team in place. So it was kind of sad, but um, the people that have seen it um, are always like just so fired up online. Yeah. But it, the documentary captures my life from childhood to motherhood and just the journey in between and specifically the pursuit of like bettering myself in the ocean and becoming one of the best female surfers in the world of my generation. Um, And it had stemmed from actually, we were just intending to make a short film, like a 10 minute documentary short film of just me pushing it in the ocean. And then we made the documentary and um, yeah, it's just, it captures my story in a different way than uh, if any of your listeners have seen Soul Surfer, which is the Hollywood version. Um, Yeah. It's definitely bizarre because I'm 30 now and I have two major films on my life. So I definitely have had a unique journey, um, but Unstoppable definitely will get you fired up, whatever your version of surfing is, so to say, or just yes. the things to overcome and specifically sharing the journey of motherhood, which I got pregnant like midway filming the documentary. And that was like not part of the plan. We were hoping to like wait a few more years. Yeah. 
And so we ended up sharing that aspect of me um, kind of struggling with um, embracing this new kind of journey that I was yeah. on with my husband. And, and then I ended up getting back in the ocean and um, I had some of my greatest successes in my sport at that time um, after I had my first son. So yeah. it was a really fun journey because we just kind of brought um, my oldest son, Tobias, along. And he was just along for the ride cheering mama on. <laughs> that is incredible. I love it. And you should totally do a, a first birthday, second birthday relaunch of the documentary because it sounds like every person that has the opportunity to view it is a life that you're really impacting. I know I can't wait to watch it. I'm going to get my daughter to watch it. I'm going to get my husband to watch it. I'm going to get my whole team to watch it. Um, <laughs> But that's that's incredible. And then you said that even after having your son, you kind of got back in there and had some of your greatest successes, which is really cool. So we have a lot of parents that listen to this show. A lot of them are working really hard, sacrificing a lot to build their businesses, to make a better life for their family, and to create generational change. And I think a lot of those parents uh, – really struggle with the guilt of having something that they're so passionate about that they're so dedicated to and wanting to be a great parent too. And I heard you mention many, many times how hard your parents worked and yet how much they have influenced your life and shaped you as a Christian and shaped you as a person and created this opportunity for you, which set you down the path of all of these things that have followed. So I would love to hear just kind of a little bit of your perspective of like, that balance. And it even sounds like you went through an adjustment period, right? Because you were like, oh my gosh, this wasn't in the plan. This wasn't what I was planning on doing right now, you know, of of navigating, you know, this idea of being like an all-in parent while pursuing your highest potential. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's, um, I think it's a forever continual journey of just finding that balance and that um, kind of ebb and flow of working and and then having family time and um, you know, some of the things that stand out for me, for example, with my dad, like my dad would do really fun, like kind of adventures with me and my brothers. So we'd do at least one camping, like big camping trip every year. And like that is ingrained in my memory, like my time with my dad, or we would wake up at four in the morning and go surf on the other side of the island, just him and I. Yeah. And like he had these moments of like, it was just him and I, or him and I and my brothers and like just solid dad time. And then once I started getting into competing, he was usually the one to take me, we would travel inner island. So he mm -hmm. would take me on the airplane, but a lot of times he was gone um, the weekdays working, yeah. but he found that balance of like, you know, still making those moments of like, dad's here dad's love i love okay. you and yes yes and then my mom she like she was definitely the more day-to-day -day, um with me um taking me to the beach um she worked a job around the island and i would go with her a lot so it actually kind of worked out good because she would take me surfing yeah um, and we would just i would help her with work even so they just like found ways to make it work and um, still be present in our lives. Yeah. And, um, and I think that's it. I mean, I think that 
everyone has to find their own balance. And I think that it, it's unbelievable for our kids to get to see us pursuing our highest potential. And there's so many ways that we can include them in doing that, which it sounds like even, like your mom did that in certain ways, your dad did that in certain ways, they were kind of incorporating you, you know, now you're incorporating your son. Um, now, do your kids surf? Yeah, so my five-year-old's getting into it. He really likes it. And then my two-year-old, you know, he's pretty young. So yeah. he'll go on the board with me or my husband. But um, he's, you know, we got to get him swimming. Yes. Um, almost there, but he's not not quite. But I think yeah. he'll follow suit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about kind of your path forward from here. Like you finished the documentary, obviously you're out, you know, you're helping people, you're making a difference with that. What, what are you, what do you have your, your eyes kind of set on and focused on now? Yeah. So, um, okay. So I know this is more of an entrepreneur style podcast talking to people, business minded. Um, so it's kind of cool to open up in that realm, but I come from a professional sporting background, so a lot of like how I made my money was through endorsements um, the last 10 to 15, 20 years, <laughs> I guess, um, and I'm still doing that as well, but um, over the last three to four years, I started heading in a direction of wanting to not just inspire people, but equip people, and yeah. um, I'd been in this realm of like, encouraging people and being an inspiration but that wasn't like always as fulfilling I guess in the sense of like I felt like there was a lot more that I could yeah. do for sure so we started working um a few years ago I kind of created a team of people and we actually were initially working towards creating an app and then we saw that apps weren't really thriving um in most cases and um so then we ended up making an online course, um, which we now call the Unstoppable Life, and then we have mini courses. So um, it's been really just an amazing journey. Um, we put all our love and passion into creating something to equip people to overcome life's hurdles. And, you know, the world is just feels really out of control right now. It feels like Everything we knew maybe a year ago, which was already challenging as it was, is now just like upside down and different. And so it's a time of adapting and adjusting and um, really honing in on persevering and pushing through. And um, so it's been really amazing because we have about 5,000 course members in our course. Um, half of those are gifted. We gifted them at the beginning of the year. And I was thinking about this interview because I was like, oh my gosh, I wish I could just interview you, Kelly, because this year has thrown us for a loop. Like we have the most amazing product, but it's been really a tough year um, marketing it and getting Come through the live. Listen, we're doing a free live launch workshop. It kicks off on Monday. You can sell in hundreds of people at a time. Like I'm not kidding. Go to the tribe of unstoppables on Facebook and sign up for the free workshop. It will okay, being thrown for a loop. I'm like, we, we know we have the product. We're yeah. just like, n like nothing is connecting as far as like getting people to um, join in. And so, well, not nothing. We've, it was crazy. Like I, in March, we were having like an incredible month and then things just went. 
So it's been like really frustrating as far as like my realm is more of like, I just want to inspire people and be an encouragement and a light and, and go surfing (laughs) and be mom. But now it's like challenging me to like, okay, we really got to like figure out the other side of things. And we have a team of people, but even they are struggling. Um, and so we're just like, yeah, trying to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a huge moment of adaptation for sure. Um, I would say definitely, and we can even sidebar this and talk about it after the show, but sign up for the live launch workshop next week. It's free. Tell your team, you. to get everybody to participate together. By the end of the week, you will be literally like mind blown and you'll have a strategy that yeah. works. And we have thousands of people every month that are coming to us and they're like, we need a new strategy. Like this isn't working yeah. anymore. Like what was working isn't anymore. So definitely I think that will help you guys. But I think that's incredible that you're doing that. I want to just go back for one second though, Bethany, because you you went through like these incredible challenges and hurdles and even like life twisting and turning, you were on this really set path and then you went in a completely different way and then you came back around and you shared how you had like some of your best performance actually after the recovery after you became a mom, after you went through all these changes that took you off track. And I think that's really where I want to end this interview and, and focus people in because just like you just said, listen, everyone's been thrown for a loop this year. Things didn't go the way anyone planned. A lot of people are probably feeling like exactly what you just said. Listen, I was on this trajectory, right? Everything was going good. We, we, we thought we knew where we were going and what we were doing. And then it was just like an explosion. I always say 2020 is like the year of confetti being thrown in the air. And it's like, everything is just, it's all over the place. Right. But I want to, I want to have you just articulate a little bit of the mindset, like your mindset specifically, how do you get to that place? And, and what are some tips that you want to give to the listeners about getting themselves in that mindset of like, Listen, like it's it's an opportunity to show up as a better, different version of yourself. It's an opportunity to approach this in a new way. Like you got back out there, you got back on that board, and then you were able to beat your own best, even though you had felt like your confetti was thrown up all over the place as well. Well, it was, right? And yeah. you had to find a new way. So can you just speak a little bit to mindset on that? I think that would really help yeah. for listening. Yeah, I love this conversation I had with a guy by the name of Nick Wojcik. And I never really put this into words, but once I heard him say it, he's this guy who's like born with no limbs. um, And he, so just imagine living a life with no limbs. Like what does that even entail? Like he has a little nubby foot, but he can't really, I mean, he actually can do a lot. Like he's an amazing human. His mind is so strong, but his version of like having a healthy mindset or um, overcoming obstacles is he, he, if an obstacle comes his way, he tries to think of six different ways to like get beyond it or push past it. And I feel like I've naturally kind of done that. um, It's just finding a new way. Like when one way hits a roadblock, just find like a, adjusting the kind of direction and kind of reevaluating. And a lot of times that means, you know, like you mentioned adapting, um, you know, finding people to support me, to cheer me on, like times when maybe I didn't believe in myself. I had like an incredible coach who was like, you can do this. Like, 
even though you're like exhausted and thrashed, like you got this, just focus on your skills, what the ocean's doing and go for it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've always kind of like also approached with just gratitude. Like I know it's, it's, I think it's overlooked. Like, you know, if I yeah. hadn't have been thankful just to be alive after I lost my arm, I could have gone down a really dark yeah. and um, unhealthy path of like destruction. Right. But instead I was grateful to be alive and I trusted that God had more for my life and I didn't just kind of mope around. Um, so I think just like then this year is a another kind of realm of like, if we mope around, then we're going to get nowhere. That's <laughs> so it. Just yeah. keep, keep our head up and keep adjusting our trajectory until we figure it out. And um it's just, it's going to take perseverance, but um, I think it'll be worth it in the long run. Yeah, absolutely. I love what you said about finding the six different ways, because I think that, that's the thing is our thinking becomes limited because we come, become so attached to things going a certain way and happening in a certain order and uh, being accomplished a certain way. But it's exactly what you said. There are all different ways to get to the same outcome. But it's, it's having that mindset and having that perspective to say, okay, I was attached to this one way of getting here, but what are the other you know, ways that I can approach this? I think that's a really, really powerful perspective. Yeah, one thing I wanted to touch on too is like, so we can have all this ambition and like dreamage or like kind of goals set before us. But like, if we don't have just our day-to-day -day life kind of, um, balanced out like for example I would not be where I am if it wasn't for the healthy relationship I have with my husband and just being able to teamwork things with him yeah. and be aligned mentally um, iron out kinks and problems when they yeah. come and um, I just know that when things in the home are feeling like disrupted or just unbalanced like nothing else flows um, or it doesn't feel good even if it's trying to flow. So mm -hmm. I always like try to make like just my relationships and with my husband and my children um, be the first and foremost priority. So kind of going back to what we started the conversation with is like, if you don't feel like you're maximizing your relationship with your kids, then you probably aren't and you gotta like keep working towards that balance. And um, if that means like doing special weekend adventures, um, you know, making sure your time with them is phone free, TV free, where you're actually like interacting with them, like then when we get into the workplace, we're able to like focus, okay. and yeah. like go hard and get it done. <laughs> that's, uh, that's 100%. That's exactly it. And, and it is about the the focus and the quality of those experiences and of those moments. It's not about a 24-7, never-ended stream of playtime, but it is about cultivating that really special relationship and having those experiences that are memorable and those moments that are memorable. And, and in general, just kind of, I always say being intentional about like the kind of parent that you want to be, like, who are you as a parent? And then having that be 
intertwined in every element of your relationship. I also love your point about at home because I couldn't agree more. You yeah. know, that, that support system is everything. And, you know, it. you're right. When that's out of whack, it's like everything else kind of follows, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, I want to make sure that everybody uh, definitely watches the Unstoppable documentary first. Mm -hmm. So where is the best place for people to go to watch that? Um, I think... I think it's on all, a lot of the main platforms, like iTunes, Netflix, you can awesome. even buy a DVD on Amazon if you're still old school. Yeah, no, um, I love it, okay. And I don't know, I think if you just Google it, you'll yeah, find it. Depending I, on what, it. I don't think it's on like Hulu or other platforms okay. like that, but um, yeah, I think you guys, it's a super great family film, even though it captures a lot of mom life, it does start in my childhood. So even like young, like I'm loving hearing like young girls are like so fired up on it and like it even more than Soul Surfer. So I'm like, oh my gosh, that's such a big win if like yeah. a kid likes the real life documentary better than like the um, Hollywood version, so. For sure. It's been really fun to share, and it was definitely like the passion baby project that was like all in, and um, I love it's it. been, yeah, it's been a journey. I love it, I love it. Congratulations, and thank you for being such a great role model to women, to girls, to parents um, all around the globe. It's really awesome hearing your story and just seeing what you're doing today is fantastic. and. Where do you hang out these days? Like, are you on Instagram? Like, where do you spend time that people can like reach out and connect with you or follow along on your journey? Yeah, so I'm I'm on the social medias like um, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and I I do a bit of blogging too. Um, oh. Always just trying to get encouraging encouragement out there. But I love yeah, it. Yeah, it's. Okay. Um, Thanks. <laughs> you're doing it. You're doing it. You're living it. You're, you're, you're doing it. So we'll make sure guys for all the listeners in the show notes that we link to where you can access the unstoppable documentary, family film, get yourself, your team, your family to watch it. And uh, Bethany, thanks for hanging out and spending some time with us on the show here today. Thanks Kelly. All right. Thanks everybody. We'll see you back here soon. We are so close to releasing our 2021 planner and I can't wait to get it in your hands. If you want to stay in the know about its release and get an exclusive sneak peek, head on over to unstoppableentrepreneur.com forward slash planner.